Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. Ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. Something that's in your vein. And I put that on my name. Uh, only hope I had was selling dope Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller flow My mama told me never steal and never tell them folks I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute I was getting paid like a hotline Serving raw, things calling, we was that kind Well connected, well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it my message was a signal when I was texting. The niggas I was calling was fraud, and I learned my lesson. Now I move with aggression. Use my mind as a weapon. Chances are never given. They took them like interception. So throw that pass, I'll be the cornerback. Me and Falaron, them MMG gon' bring that warner back. Right Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, know what's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, know what's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Speak for itself. Beautiful music. Pay the pictures, it be my best. Define ambition for me. My ambition to win, just to get me some ends. Help me pay my little rent, maybe sit in the bins. I saw mama praying, and she wait on results. It was hot in the kitchen, can I wait on the porch? My father was missing, warlord all of the north. Life was digging me deeper, I kept on coming up short. Breaking so many laws, waking up in the dark. Who cut my power off, it's time to move that powder soft. Woo. Not too many options when you coming from the project. Sitting in the trap, now you moving Cindy Lopper. Girls wanna have fun, and a nigga with some change. And I doubt that ever changed. Ambition is priceless, that's something that's in your veins. And I doubt that ever changed. Ambition is my shit, and I put that on my name. And I doubt that ever changed. For my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Beautiful music. 
to my opposition. You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol. I got nothing against them. They got fucking potential. But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue. Subscribe niggas reside where all the lines and killers be. And I ain't spending a minute up in the streets. But I'm limitless mentally. I'm lyrically ZMC. LeBron shit. I was in the six after 23. And family gets everything. And money is left important. Long as your mama like ya. Don't ever love a woman. I got a lot of bitches. They got a lot of feelings. But I got that green on my eyes. And that ain't no dying symptoms. I retire you niggas. Fuck you in your position. They play so them slippery niggas can't even kick it. Y'all rambling, talking shit to these bitches. You know you real, you don't say it. You know you real, we gon' feel it. Rock. Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream, a dream, but what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision. They gonna love me for my ambition. Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're gonna stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOSTOTARGETING. Tell him the Empress You look bad, you feel bad, and your bedroom gymnastics just are plain done. You ain't on fleek. The best way to tap into your inner sexy is to find it with Nia Jackson. Yes, Nia is the owner and operator of PYT Studios. And listen. Let's say you want to learn how to twerk. What about pole dancing? What about booty pop? What about just learning a sexy dance for his next birthday? Yes, she is here in Hoover. She will help you learn your pace, carve out that tone, sexy body that you have, while all at the same time teaching you how to be a beast in the bedroom. Contact Nia at PYTstudios.com or call her at 205-444-0066. Tell her the Empress sent you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, The Empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for showtimes and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. Well, how are you? How are you doing? It is empire time. I hope you're ready. It's empire Hey, first lady. Hey, first lady. Listen, this is the empire. This is the empress, and this is our first time 
on Periscope Lives with the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, this is like unbelievable because I didn't even try this before. I thought that I had like a bum deal phone. My phone just drops out sometimes. Sometimes I don't know what's going on with it. So I said, let me just try and see if I can't do a live feed at the same time of me being on air tonight. Let's just try it because, you know, I'm supposed to be doing some things on next year where I'm going to be doing some teleconferencing or some video conferencing and on a couple of shows that are actually syndicated. I'm excited about that. But that's a hush-hush. I can't tell you too much about that. But that's what I want to do. So I said, let me just see if I can't get my Periscope to go. So if you're on Periscope and you can see me, yay, I want you to share this to your friends. And tonight we're going to just have a very good, clean, wholesome conversation with Mr. L. Mr. L, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, Mr. L, we're going to have some good conversation tonight. You know, my other shows that I've had would have been extremely interesting to see what I was looking like when I was talking about what we were talking about before. But tonight is a whole different deal. Tonight is going down in a whole different kind of way, and I think that it's important that we at least have conversations about things that actually work, things that's not working, but things that are just important for us. And, you know, the last show we had, I thought it was important to know, you know, if women were having good sex, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about what's going to happen in 2016 because we're so close to the end of the year. I'm kind of excited two reasons why. One reason is because, like, tomorrow is my last day at work until, like, the next year, and I just can't hardly, I can't hardly breathe. Like, I didn't realize that it was just this close, and I ain't got no plans, really, except for to just spend some time with my family, uh, my kids, um, friends. I said that I was going to travel, but I'm not sure about that because it's just kind of, like, come up on me so fast. I haven't prepared for anything. What you got planned for the holiday season that's coming up, Mr. L? Actually, I have nothing planned for the holiday season per se, but actually at the beginning of the new year, I've actually got a ski trip and a trip to the cabins I'm going to take as a treat to myself to begin the new year. <laughs> the ca- the cabins, you say go to the cabins. You know, they have cabins in Tennessee, and they have some, I think, in Georgia. I've not been, uh-huh. but I desperately want to go. But I don't want to go by myself, Mr. L. I ain't going to even play. I, what's the use of me going to a cabin by myself? And I'm here by myself. I want to take a man with me when I go. I'm just going yeah, to say I, Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh, – <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Ms. L. Ms. L. Yeah, trying not to care, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You do you do you and um we gon we gonna do it how it's supposed to be done. But you know, we've almost run out of time to start in preparation for the new year and a lot of people, like I was telling you before, have already approached me about what you, what are your New Year's resolutions? What are you gonna change? And I had actually posted something on my thread on Facebook asking several people about what they wanted to do and it meant all of the basics. You know, losing weight, uh, being uh, taking care of some behavioral issues that they feel like they may need to get rid of. And these resolutions are resounding no matter who you ask, where you ask, whether they're at church, whether they're at work, whether they're just in your community. People are doing the same types of things. And I didn't know that so many of these resolutions don't actually last as long as you would think. Um, what is your guess at the percentage of people who actually achieve their resolutions throughout the year? What do you think that percentage uh, my, is? 
I think that percentage has to be in those, if 20%, if that. Well, actually, it's 14%. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. Wow. Right. It's, it says the uh, success rate of people who are over 50 actually achieve their uh, resolutions more often than those uh, under or over 50 or uh, at 50 years old, I guess that's a key number, uh, and that percentage is only 14%. But guess what? <laughs> guess what the length of the resolution is? The length of the stay on resolution. You're not going to even mm. believe this. <laughs> a month? Well, that's a pretty good guess. Uh, one month or past a month, about 64% of people last uh, that long. But most people maintain only through the first week. Wow. wow. <laughs> the first week of your resolution time is where people are sticking to whatever they said they're going to do. And, of course, I suggested some of the pretty regular things that people uh, – Suggest and it's always self improvement. Forty seven percent of people say that self improvement and education are parts of their resolution. Of course, mm-hmm. weight loss right below that at thirty eight percent. Money and money resolution or money uh, finance training is about thirty four percent, and relationship uh, resolution is about thirty one percent. It's amazing that people are more willing to get their finances straight rather than trying to figure out what type of relationships that they're in. But the top two solutions, which have been mm-hmm. the top two for several years, can you guess what those two are? The top two? Wow. Are uh, you sure not weight, weight, weight loss is not up there? No, mm-hmm. weight loss is not. Weight loss is not that, up there. That, 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 that has got me puzzled. That's the first thing that comes to mind is weight loss would be the top thing that people will try to Top two. Actually, I want you to just try and guess because it kind of falls into the whole healthcare perspective category, I guess you could say, but it's not weight loss. And I thought that's what it would be myself. I really did think that's what it would be, but it's not. Wow, you got me stumped on this one. I'm normally not stumped. That one, I don't know. I was just weight loss. or better, or cosmetic. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually lost on this one. <laughs> okay, the t- the top two resolutions have always been uh, smoking and alcohol uh, consumption. Believe it or okay. not, those two are usually what happens the most often um, of resolutions, and most people fall into the success rate of about twenty two percent after the first week, forty uh, percent after a month and less than 50% after three months, and even six months is less than 60% of people actually are are able to keep up with those types of uh, uh, resolution commitments. And the whole thing is is that a commitment means you got to change some behavior. you got to do something a little bit different than you have been doing before, and it's just not very popular to uh, continue it, I guess, after the first week. It's kind of cute for the first week, and I don't know what happens, you know. And some people told me that they just don't do it. They just don't even start it because there's no need in doing it. Uh, uh, One guy actually told me on Facebook, he said that it actually is a waste of time because the same things and same situations that you're in when you uh, start these types of things – 
it's it's going to be the same for the next year. Now, do you believe, do you actually believe in resolutions? Do you think that it's a good thing to have resolution options? I think it's a good way to I think it is a good a good thing to have a resolution. But if you do the resolution the correct way, I think a lot of times we've been taught actually by default, um, the way it's presented to us is actually cause is set up for us to fail um in completing that resolution because we have not done it the cor- the correct way. Mm. Well, I think you're absolutely correct. It says that, you know, there are top three reasons as to why people don't achieve their goals, and um, one is being unclear or vague about your goals, not being able to actually have a stance or a measurable amount of uh, progress where you can actually test yourself to see if you're actually on the road to your goal. Failure to gauge that is the second one, so that's kind of the same, but weak self-control and self-regulation was the third, where people face challenges or of what they're doing something or when they're doing something against what they would normally practice in an effort to better themselves, it's hard for them to then achieve their goal. Now, we did say that, you know, now for the last year, for this for this year that we're in, actually, there were 10, um, 10 top-ranked resolutions for the year, and you were absolutely correct in um, this particular year, weight loss was number one, getting organized was number two, spending less and saving more money was number three, number four was enjoying life to the fullest, number five, staying fit and healthy, number six, learning something new and exciting, then number seven was quit smoking. That was for, This was the first year it actually had uh, quit smoking as uh, uh further down into the uh, rankings. Number eight was mm-hmm. help others in their dreams. Get number nine was fall in love, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Get number nine was fall in love. And then number 10, it's amazing. Number 10 was spending more time with your family. So it was absolutely more important to most people to lose weight rather than spend more time with their family. What do you have to say about that, Miss L? Now, I know you got something to say about that because that seems absolutely backwards to me. You would think people would want to spend time with their family and fall in love. <laughs> yes. That's what, but what happens is, but you got to understand people are more, we hate to say this, but people are in, in, in eight selfish. They're concerned about it. What's for me? And sometimes when you get with family, it's about what you're giving to the family versus what you're getting back from the family. So when you're in love with somebody, you have someone who's giving that exchange back to you that's on a personal level that you may not get from a family. I know myself, I would probably just say, I mean, if you are too, I guess if I'm too fat, I'm not going to get to the love part, and you need to lose weight before you get to the love part. But I absolutely would probably flip that the other way around, that the most important thing would be family and then second to that, uh, friends, um, and, of course, then love. But some of the things that uh, I wanted to research is how we could get over over this because, you know, it's not uncommon and this is not just an American kind of culture thing. A lot of different cultures of people all over the world at the end of the calendar year 
when December comes in, a lot of people decide that at this point uh, we're going to leave certain things in this in this year that have taught us or we've had bumpiness or that sort of thing with. A lot of people may not be willing to express what those things are, but I think it's important so that you know not to repeat it. Are there any um, – Things in there that you, in this year that you know for sure, like as a society, not personally, because I think once we can identify things, I think it's easier for us to identify things on a on a global or outside of ourselves more so than on on the inside. Sometimes you think there's something that we can definitely leave in the year 2015. Maybe a, a, a few things that you would like to see left there. I think and it's funny. I just happened to scroll through, look on Facebook, just short mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. I think one of the biggest things that we can leave in 2015, and I think it should be globally, and that is the innate the ability that we have to hate our own self. We need to have go back, leave self hate there, and in 2016 begin to love ourselves completely and openly, unashamedly. We need to leave the self hate there. I think that's so so important. I mean, that would be a, that once you love yourself, I think that will open up the door for you to fulfill any resolution, goal, promise, commitment that you want to make in 2016. Mm. Now, it's easy to say let's uh, let's learn how to love ourselves, or let's learn how to have something better for ourselves in in 2016 on a love issue, but I, you know, I'm I'm going to be the first to admit I get I think that I get it wrong sometimes. I think that I get uh, celebrating certain highs for myself. Maybe they're uh, misinterpreted. Maybe they're projected mm-hmm. in a way that is not the right way. I can I can distinctly remember um, a couple of years ago. Actually, I went natural, and I had a, a friend, you know. Say, well, let's just take your hair, you know, stop perming your hair. So I, I, I decided to, took all of the weave and all that stuff out. And I absolutely had nothing to hide blemishes with, nothing to, you know, hide when I had a little bumps on my face. I was just almost there. So it required that I kind of be face-to-face with myself a lot more than I normally would when I'm hidden behind hair. But what it taught me is that what, regardless of what I put on myself, that I'm still me, and it almost inadvertently required other people to treat me how I treated myself. When I was ashamed, well, not when I say ashamed, when I wasn't feeling my best beautiful day, mm-hmm. people actually treated me like I was not feeling my best beautiful day. And they had no idea. I mean, I didn't even have to have a conversation. But when people see you, Uh, carry yourself in such a way, I think that they interpret things a lot better when you actually believe it. So how do you start to love yourself when there's really not a rule book for it? Can you give us any ideas on on how to do that? There's no rule book for it because every person is individually different, but there is a thread that that, that runs really deep in every individual, and that is when you begin to Complete, and you said it, and I, you almost hit the word. I feel like she's about to say it, and that is, is when you have complete self acceptance of who you are. When you mm-hmm. can accept who you are on the from the from from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, can you accept every part of you? When you begin to accept 
your flaws, your into your your everything about you, the good and the bad about you. Then you come mm-hmm. to the next step of having self love that radiates to other people, and they have to bump into it and have to love you the way you love yourself because you accept mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't you think too that you have to also prepare yourself to bump into someone who is absolutely not going to accept you, and it cannot make you revert. I mean, it can't, and right. those are the those are the moments where you have to understand that this is who I am, and they were responding to something artificial in me, not me. They were responding to my hair. They were responding to my dress. They were responding to my status. They were responding to the people that I know. And when you cut those things off and you get a response that's not pleasant, that you should actually absorb that and actually hold on to that, and it will actually strengthen who you are rather than saying, ooh, I might need to change something. Because I've, I've seen people do this. I've seen people, and I'm not going to just project it out to everybody else. I've done this myself. When I first took all my hair out, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite as, I guess, alluring to some men. Um, I was not quite as sexy, quote-unquote, sexy to them. Um, I carried myself in a different kind of way. I was even told, like, what What are you going through? They were asking me, what am I going through when I was just being mm-hmm. who I was and what I was made out of? And instead of them seeing that that was just a facet of me or a, uh, a, a you know, a, a situation that I was, you know, presenting to them that was not the full of who I am. It was just a perspective of me. They just mm-hmm. thought I was losing it. Like, I can remember um, my mom saying, you know, what, what's going on with you? What, why you got mm-hmm. no turn, baby? It's <laughs> like, what is going on with you? And I just really just wanted to see if I could tolerate myself by myself, mm. with no, mm. a, you know, additives. And it was, I will admit, it was a hard process, but I actually and literally spoke to myself in the mirror every day. That's one of mm-hmm. the reasons why I got so many pictures. I got tons of pictures on Facebook. Y'all know it. And the people on Periscope mm. were talking about 2016 and what you need to leave in 2015, and we're talking about self-love. And please share this to your friends. We have Mr. L on the line with us right now. And if you want to call in, the number is 646-478-5625. We'll be on for a little bit. Um, and, and, and I was explaining how going natural, everybody was promoting it. I mean, it was actually pretty popular when I went natural, but it was something that I had to learn to like myself. I did it by accident. Like, all I did was mm-hmm. take my hair out, and I was natural because I had had my hair mm-hmm. sewn up for, like, four and a half years. Now I'm mm-hmm. at six years. Now I have an option. Now hair doesn't bother me. Like, right now my hair is toe up. Uh, I don't have to have hair to feel absolutely sexy. I do not have to have hair to feel absolutely alluring. And this is something that I've taught the people in my immediate life. Do you have any types of examples like that or were you already born with your self-love, Ms. Leo? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I wasn't already born with that self-love. Okay, I'll give you an example. When I lived in Atlanta, and I was actually, um, I had just got a divorce, and I, we had, she had moved up back to back back up north, and I was back, I was down south, and I did pretty much the same thing you did. I took time, 
I went and went to the went went. I said, you know what? I have to change. But what I had to change was I had to change who I was to me. I had to mm-hmm. embrace who I was to me. It had to change me. So what I did was I went and got button-up shirts. Mm-hmm. I went and got the, some nice shoes, some nice slacks, mm-hmm. made sure my mm-hmm. hair was cut. I made sure, and what I would do, the same thing you did, is I was really, really terrific. And what I did was I would look in the mirror and say, I love everything about you. I love the way mm-hmm. you walk. I love the way you talk. I really love the way you look in the mirror and the way you look, move your eyes. I love the way you express yourself. I love the way when you walk down the street, people look at you. I just love you. I love when you think. I begin to say that to myself repeatedly every morning and every night. And what was happening is it began to transform me and heal the hurt that I was going through for us with that, in that case with that divorce. But I had to come and really dive into it and begin to love who I was to my core. Even the things I did not like about me. There's some things I did not like about me. But the moment I began to slowly love those things and I had to address those things I didn't like. But that's the thing. We try to hide those things we don't like about ourselves and we know mm-hmm. we need to change whatever it is. I begin to love them that part too. I begin to completely mm-hmm. say, no, I love that. I, I love, okay, I love how you 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 evolve into a, a better man. I'm 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 love that about you, and I did that to the mirror. And then I began to walk different, talk different. I interacted mm-hmm. with people with more confidence. But no, did it happen overnight? No, it didn't happen overnight. But it was because I knew I had to change. That's the reason why I did that. Now you brought up another point when somebody bumps against you and they say things about you. Sometimes they can. What happens is the reason why they responded to you that way is because the light that you're shining is revealing the darkness inside of them. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know that's why I was trying to explain to my, my Periscope family and my Facebook family a couple of days or might have been last week about shade. You know when people. Do not and shade to me, you know, it's a term that a lot of people are using now, and they 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 say it like they say a lot of other stuff that I don't really understand. But when I listen at the way that it's used, it's always used in a way to almost discredit what has been said, what has been done, or to dim out what is obviously a bright point for someone else. And the to me, the most that I felt was really just for myself. I didn't depend on anybody else to feel what I was feeling because it was just, you know, I had no I had no other audience. I didn't do it for anybody. I really didn't even do it for myself. I just so happened to have, you know, taken my hair down and I said there's nothing wrong with where I am right now. And I felt okay. Like, I I finally felt like it was okay for me to be there. It didn't have anything to do with anybody else. And when people can't see you uh, in the light that makes them comfortable and they start to try to do and say things that kind of takes away from your – I was in a happy place. I was in – I was finally released from a horrible relationship. I was finally mm-hmm. released from the pressures of trying to impress other people and impress mm-hmm. uh, other uh, forms of myself. And it wasn't even the true part of me. It wasn't even who I really am. It was just to please other people. And I could not understand, but now I do understand that it is absolutely not even about you when someone else doesn't accept you 
for absolutely who you are. And and you you mentioned something um, that I wrote down right quick. It says that some things are necessary for change. When I took that long look, though, I did. I I Mm -hmm. took a long Mm -hmm. look at myself, Mm -hmm. and it had very little to do because I still wasn't satisfied with myself it had very little to do with my um, hair. It had very little to do with makeup. It had very little to do with a lot of different things. What it was is I was such a lost person. I was absolutely lost. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have anybody uh, to kind of make it their fault because everything mm-hmm. literally had been removed from me. It was as if I was placed into this little hub absolutely by myself, didn't know what to do. There were no instructions. It's like opening up mm-hmm. this, this put-together thing that I knew I had to get some stuff in order. So some things absolutely had to change, and that change was – I already knew it was going to be hard as hell, but I knew it was an absolute necessity that I do it or else I wasn't going to survive. And I'm what, you said divorce. Divorce for me was about the most – Unremark, you know, I didn't go out to be divorced, but that happening the way it did absolutely made me have to change some things about myself, my attitude, my expectations, uh, what I required or allowed in my life. Uh, and I'm still kind of forming who that is, and it actually proved the person that I am now. And had it not been for that, I probably would not be. As I think I'm kind of sound, I'm more sound now, <laughs> divorced than I was mm-hmm. when I was married. I was, I'm absolutely kind of functioning on all cylinders. Are there things that you know that you needed to change in yourself for the good uh, in your in your life as well? I, yeah, I'm mean, going to jump right into 2015. One of the biggest things I needed to change was uh, my attitude. And mm-hmm. my attitude that I had and also my inability to take instructions. And mm-hmm. I needed to change. I needed, I really needed to change that because I came from a place of, like, I know it all. And mm-hmm. not being humbled enough to say, hey, I can still get some instructions. I don't know it all. How can you help me? And being, another thing I had to change was being able to allow people to help me. Because I'm mm-hmm. headstrong, alpha male, I, I got to do it myself. But mm-hmm. I was hindering myself because I can only but do so much. And once mm-hmm. I allow people to help me during the course of this year, doors begin mm-hmm. to open up that wouldn't have opened up had I did it myself. So I had to really change something. I had to. Ch- the biggest change I had to did do, Sharon, mm-hmm. was uh, I was I had to change who I was at my core. And really wow. tap into my real purpose. Mm-hmm. I had to really do that. Okay. I had to do, had to tap into who 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 am I? Everybody say I'm this. Everybody says I'm that. But who mm-hmm. am I? Not right. not to what the other people say, but who do who do I say I am? That's what really counts. As one mentor says, your opinion mm-hmm. of me is none of my business. <laughs> mm. I've heard that. I've heard that. And, you know, I I don't think that I lived for other people's opinion, but I think I was just reared in a way where the opinion of others did matter. Um, It never was uh, in competition to self, though. Like you never even considered 
how you felt about yourself, if you were okay with who you were, how you were. It was always looking for a validation or verification of being okay from something outside of yourself. And I think that when all of your choices for that are taken from you or you've exhausted them, then you don't have you, – you have basically two choices then to either sink or swim. And I just – I could not – I call my children my breath all the time. I could mm-hmm. not have – I didn't have the option to not do something. And my something had to equal up enough to provide for them. So that I think they saved me. Um, they pulled me out of that shell of – non-purpose or just empty living, because I literally cannot remember what I was doing other than, you know, the you know the basic stuff. I was going to work, going mm-hmm. to school, I was doing those types of things, but it had no purpose. Like, it was no purpose. It didn't have um, fulfillment. It didn't bring me peace. I didn't even have a move on the inside of myself about anything that I did before them. So I think they they helped me, you know, and hardship seems to do that. I don't know why that is so, but it seems like people who have the, the harder times have the better understanding and um, uh, gratitude and um, purpose really kind of forms. You can kind of look for it in so many different ways when you've gone through a little bit. And some of these instructions that I had here We've already gone. We have literally gone through the first three or four of them, and it was instructions on how you can better prepare yourself for uh, the new year and for making resolutions that actually can count. The first was saying don't wait until the next year to start. And, of course, it's not quite there yet, so we're we're starting. Uh, start with small steps, and it says that taking too much in common um, usually is going to result in a in – a, fail, uh, dramatically slashing calories if you're trying to uh, lose weight, radically uh, altering your normal behavior uh, is going to derail you because if you do something that's so extreme, it's as if your natural response would be to retaliate against it, so you need to take small steps. Avoid past failures. Now, I don't know if you know why some of your maybe misfortunes in this past year occurred, but I know mine. I know I was doing some stuff that absolutely was just almost automatic. It had no rhyme or reason to it. It just was available to do, and it wasn't even something that I wanted to do for myself. It wasn't even, like, desirable. I just, you know, had no, I guess that's purpose, but I just, I just, I wasn't really, making full or taking full inventory for what I was doing and when I was making choices. So I can see, and I literally could write down the pattern of how I would set myself up for something to fail. I mean, I could I could do it almost like in my sleep because I had done it so many times. And I didn't realize that I had a pattern until someone else told me. You know, and they said, you know, you seem like sometimes that you purposely sabotage yourself by Mm -hmm. going against what's obviously the better choice for you in everything, in in, in everything. And I was like, how are you going to tell me? You know, I got defenses. How are you going to tell me that I'm 
doing something that's not working well? Are you happy? Is are, are you okay? I mean, you keep saying the same things, but you're actually making the same choices. Uh, how about you? Did you see any um, similarities in some of the choices that you're making? Yeah, I've seen some 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 horrifying choices that I made <laughs> that that I was like, wow, did you just do that? And why did you do that? And I had to yeah. sit back and say, I had to say, you know, I had to take responsibility for what I just did or what I just mm-hmm. said or what I may have posted or what, whatever the case may be. But once I took full responsibility for it, mm-hmm. and as it was said in the streets, I charged it to the game. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like you said, it, it was a failure, yes, but it became a stepping stone to move me to the next level that I wouldn't make mm-hmm. that mistake again. And I think a lot of people have most people want success, but they never want to. They never want to embrace failure. Uh, 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 uh. Um, it was, it was a time when I really, I, I, I didn't. You know, I think it's just natural for you to. <laughs> it's probably not natural. I think it's common for you to, for people to blame others mm-hmm. for their own their own misgivings, their own misfortune. And actually, we live in a time now that people just don't take responsibility for anything because, um, you know, you can do anything you want to do, you can say anything you want to say, and there's always a justification in why. So, but I, I I wasn't reared that way. I don't believe that that's the way it should be. But I did find myself almost coddling myself when I was making some terrible, terrible decisions, um, it was as if I were that, you know, the the the, the profile of a, a teenager, you know, someone who lives on the edge, no consequences, mm-hmm. I'm invincible. Um, you know, I got a really, really good reason as to why I'm doing this and that should be okay when I knew better. And, and, and just because you know better sometimes you don't actually function in that what i had to learn myself was to own up to what i was doing like i had to actually like really look at not literally look at myself i'm like i cho- i chose that like real hard like i really made that choice with no influence from nobody else and it made me understand the appetites that i have myself i was i'm willing to admit to my own self, like I, I always quote, I don't even know if this is a real quote, but you can lie to a lot of people most of the time, but you can never really lie to yourself. You really can't lie to yourself. Now, you can act like you don't know no better, and you can, and, and you would actually have to get a cosign from outside of yourself to, you know, I ain't do that. But you actually do have to sit with yourself, regardless of if you, you know, get caught or not. Um, I had gotten to a point where I was sick of me. I was, I was tired. Uh, I was physically tired of performing for others. And then I was like, why do I, why do I have to be this way? And then it was almost as if somebody, I don't say God told me, I say that common sense just woke up or some part of my heart and so you don't you really don't like you really do not have to try to play this role and telling the truth of yourself to yourself first 
you know, I had to rehearse that. It was mm-hmm. so hard for me to say I am, you know, you know, I, I knew a lot of, th- you know, people can, you know, use some things you don't have to say, but it was very hard for me to say simple things that were just quite obvious. I'm in a very sad marriage. I am extremely unhappy. I no longer want to be married anymore. Um, I don't want to be by myself for the rest of my life. Like some of those things, you couldn't have paid me money to say some of that stuff uh, years ago because it would make me feel like if I said this, then this other equation of ideas people would take on for me, and I didn't want them to think like that. But that's what was in my head. Like I could be crazy, you know, all by myself, but I just wanted everybody else to think, you know, something different. Did, did, Did you ever lie to yourself? Uh, oh, and ha- and have to get real. <laughs> I, I I was the king of lying to myself. I I lived in a <laughs> mythological fairy tale world by virtue of who I was. I oh I I had it going. I had a, a castle in the sky. I was doing this and this and that. But when the reality hit last year, mm-hmm. 2014, when I was homeless, mm-hmm. homeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to realize, okay, everything you've been saying, you've been saying this and saying that on social media, you're saying it here, saying that, was all mm-hmm. a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to realize I had to take responsibility mm-hmm. for my life. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I've, I've been there. It was a hard, hard fall. But once mm-hmm. you begin to, one thing I said in one, one, one of my books I wrote, it says, honesty be honest with yourself first because everything else is just an illusion. When you are honest with yourself first, that is the reason why people do not do not fulfill their resolutions or goals in the in the in the new year because they're not honest with themselves. They want to lose weight, but they're not honest with themselves that at two o'clock in the morning they're eating chocolate cake. They're not honest with themselves that they don't exercise. They're not honest with themselves that when they go eat, they eat five portions instead of eating one portion, and that's the reason why they're not losing weight. Until you are completely honest with yourself about where you are at and take responsibility for that. Then your resolution becomes not a resolution, but it becomes you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the truth of, of who you are and, and what you want. Um, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, is how old people say it. When you get mm-hmm. tired of trying to come and make up another excuse, I can, I can remember, you know, looking Inside, I was in my little glass house and looking at other people and saying in my mind, who who she thinks she's fooling? Because like I can see that, and I can I can remember having to say that to myself, like, okay, the gig is up, you know. Mm-hmm. You can actually choose, and I was in my late thirties, you know, probably not ten years ago, that. I was saying those things to myself. This is not a good situation, Sharon. Sharon, I need you to wake up. Like, this is not a good situation. No amount of talking, no amount of not answering to the issues that you have is going to make this any better. You are not getting this right. And the only way to get it right is to change some of the choices that you have. And and, and I'm going to tell you, that's the scariest thing to say who am I and what do mm-hmm. I want 
after you've been mm-hmm. in such a rut for so long. Like that was the scariest thing because it's like everything, op- not everything opens up an opportunity to you. You have so many choices. And I just did not know if one choice would lead to a, a, a deeper hell or if it was going to be the rescue for where I needed right then. I hadn't tried a whole lot. And I felt like I had tried enough and it didn't work, and now I'm just going to stay in this place of, oh, man, you know, it didn't work. But I wanted something different. I wanted something more. And at times, like right now, you know, that's what number seven is. It says to renew your motivation. And at the end of the year, it's a very close part to being at the end of the year and, when people think of the end, they think of finality. They think of ain't no more options. We're headed just in this one direction. And that I felt like that. I felt like, you know what, this might be the way it is because literally nobody else could tell me, and, and, and they can't, but I was searching for an answer that would fit my situation from people who were not in it. I was searching for from people who were in it, and, and it still didn't work, like what they told me, it didn't work. Um, right. I had, I, I've i been homeless. I, I've been homeless. I was homeless for probably about a week, about a week and a mm-hmm. half, and it was the most, It was, I, I was so afraid, and I had so much adrenaline to provide for my kids that it humbled me rather than scared me. I mm-hmm. had to do something. I, I, I don't even I, I don't even know how things happen for me. Well, I do know how things happen for me, but for the second time, it was just like one day the world was not great, but it was at least functioning. <laughs> and then the next day, I was on a flat piece of land with nothing and two set of eyes looking at me, like, okay, what's next, lady? And right. it was it was the most humbling thing that has ever happened to me. And I I know how you must have felt. How did you find um, the the place? Because I think um, the children drove me to have to do something um, that would uh, provide for them, not just for myself, but provide for them. How did you find your uh, place to renew your motivation to get up and keep grinding and grit your teeth and go forward? My motivation, my internal motivation was, yes, I have my two sons. My internal motivation was I deserve better than this. Mm -hmm. I kept saying that I deserve better than this. I deserve better than I just, I just, I deserve better than this. Even when things were offered, I had to take a job that was a pay cut, minimum wage. But I kept saying, I, I took the job, but I knew I deserved better than this. I deserved to dress a certain way. I deserved to drive a certain car. I deserved to live. I deserved better than this. If I taste, if I drove in a Rolls Royce uh, five years ago, I can ride in a Rolls Royce again. I deserve better than this. So if it happened to me once, I can get it again. There's, I, I, I sound like a motivational speaker, but beyond that, <laughs> I, I, I had to get it. I wasn't going to let mm-hmm. anyone stand in my way. It, mm-hmm. it became such a hunger inside of me. That is mm-hmm. one of the keys to getting your resolution um, 
resolved in 2016 is when you get a hunger and a determination inside of you and you get a grit that says, mm-hmm. I'm going to get it no matter what. Nothing's going mm-hmm. to stand in my way, no person, no situation, no no feelings. Your yeah, feelings come and go, but I'm going to get it no matter what. That's mm-hmm. what those people who have that kind of resolve inside of them are coming mm-hmm. to their goals. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I've never had, and, and I think that was my um, that was my downfall is because certain, like I had not been introduced to enough to know what I wanted. I just knew what I didn't want. I just knew what I didn't deserve. But what it actually was and what I actually did deserve is still a process for me because, you know, I've noticed, you know, and somebody else had to get me told, you know, I love when people get me told in a nice, sweet way instead of real hard Mm -hmm. because when it's real hard, I I refuse it. But um, Mm -hmm. um, a young man is uh, uh, a friend of mine, and he's always, he's like always complimenting me, and I'm not one that's used to compliment. Like I, people would think, and I know people who said it before, you know, and I've heard men say, oh, you must be, you you must be so used to this. But I know you got a man. I know you got this. You don't know nothing about me is what I'd be wanting to say. But their anticipation of who I am um, is uh, well before ever trying to know who I am, they just look at some other stuff, some exterior things about about me. And um, I was just, I think I was just in a foul mood. And he said, you know, um, every time I tell you you're such a beautiful person, you shoot me down, you can't even take a compliment. And the thing is, is when you don't know, and when you haven't experienced certain things, it feels different. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. natural, uh, even though that's, a, I think, a pretty common thing that you should feel comfortable about. The same way some people are just nice, you know, people who are never treated uh, uh, chivalry-wise or women who are not used to courtesy or women who are not treated appropriately when they are, it's rejected, and it's not mm-hmm. that it's not appreciated. It's just unfamiliar, and you be like, "What mm-hmm. is?" You know, I'm looking at you sideways, like, "What are you trying to do to me?" Because this, like this, I don't know. And once I gained a certain um, love level for myself, not, not, uh, not, I can't, not pride, not um, arrogance. I'm saying once you understand that someone can appreciate you like you appreciate yourself, it started to fall differently. Now, this has been several years ago, but, like, you can feel the expressed difference between someone who's just being, you know, casually saying, oh, you're so pretty, you know, or someone who's actually paying you a real compliment. But you can't feel those differences when you don't know. So when you say that about the uh, Rolls Royce, I ain't never drew, I ain't never been in one. Okay, so I wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. But like I do remember when I bought my Nissan, I was a mm-hmm. little disappointed because I had driven a Honda before. It was a different ride. Mm-hmm. They both were nice, but I had become accustomed to wanting a certain 
ride for myself. And it's the same thing with regard to expectation in my life. Like I don't have to have a lot of physical show of different things. And I think that whole hair experience really taught me that. But what I do have to have is I have to, like right now, I want my hair to be healthy, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be an inch long. But if it's healthy, I'm happy. Now, it could be long down my back with patches and breaking off and that kind of stuff. So it makes no difference to me. And it's the same way I feel about relationships and, um, you know, the things that I want for 2016. I, I'm trying to get well past repeating some of the same things I'm, I've, I've done and responded to and trying to see how it feels so that in the future I'm making some better choices. Um, and, and and the whole motivational thing, like one of the examples here is about losing weight, and they always have to go to that because I know I need to – I probably need to lose about 30 pounds, I think. I need to lose about 30 pounds because in that self-evaluation, you know, one of the things that they ask you to do is just stand and look at yourself with no clothes on and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like it's like mm-hmm. I, I, I can remember when I was so stressed when I first divorced, I dropped like thirty thirty five pounds without even trying because I was just in such a mode of trying to rearrange my life and stuff. I looked around and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Oh, she's sexy. Like I could not believe that that was even attached to me, the body. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she didn't ate up all thirty-five pounds of that back. And so I am in a different state in my mind. But there are some mm-hmm. things that I do want to change. Now, how do you? How did you? Because I know how hard it must be for a man in this world to function, to be provider for even your children, but especially for yourself and, you know, be respected by your peers and even other counterparts. How did you find, how do you continue to find the motivation to continue to do well? Because some days I don't even want to get up. I ain't going to even lie. Still today, some days I get up and I say, I had a horrible life, had a horrible divorce, and you know, especially when it's raining. When it's raining, it's really hard for me to not go all the way back seven years to, you know, starting over like it's, you know, all starting over again. How, Because how, that's not resolution. That's repeating. How, how do you um, self-motivate to not go back to square one again? Well, one of the things I had, you said something, two things, I'll give you two things. One of the one things was I had to realize I was repeating a cycle. That means... If I'm repeating this cycle, that means that somewhere I haven't, I haven't learned the lesson. So I have to find out what was the lesson that I'm not learning that I keep repeating. The other thing I did was, um, so I'm going to give you some practical things I did. I stopped playing the victim. I stopped playing the, I stopped playing the victim. I am not the victim in this. I am responsible. I have the power. And a practical thing I did, I began to write down journal. And it don't seem like men don't journal, but men need to journal. That's why they live, they don't live as long because they're keeping everything inside of them. If you, if a man begins to, or any person begins to journalize what they're feeling unedited, unashamed, and let it go, then what happens is it's released. You create space for the new to begin to emerge. You're no longer carrying that weight on. You no longer, then you no longer playing the victim. Most of the times we don't accomplish what we want because we're playing the victim and we believe we do not have the power to change our situation problems 
or circumstances. We, each one, everybody that's on this call, anyone that's listening or going to listen to this, you have the power to change your situation. You have the power to change your 2016. But as when I became, realized that I have the power, I'm no longer the victim, then I realized I'm a co-creator with the creator, and I begin to curate my own world. That means I had to, I had to make some definitive things of what I wanted to do. And I say, you know what? Yeah, I had some down days, but I also think the second thing I did, the third thing I did was I had a support team around me. You cannot yeah. do this by yourself. Yeah. So I have two people that I go to. I call them my angels. Uh, one's in Louisiana. The other one's in Columbus, Ohio. And I will call them, and they will remind me of who I am and my yeah. support team. I could call them any time of the day. Anytime of the night, hey, this is going. I had a support team. The re, the other, that's the other reason why you don't accomplish is because you have no accountability to anyone. When mm-hmm. someone is not accountable, they can just give up easily. Mm-hmm. So I no longer played the victim. I made sure that I was one in power, and I had a support team who made me accountable. Say, nope, you need to get up. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. That's what people are missing, why they don't accomplish their resolutions. Um, in years past, what they can accomplish it in the 2016. Have someone that you're accountable to who's going to not take your bull, mm-hmm. who's not going to mm-hmm. take your excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had those very things here. It says if you're, it, it would be a good idea to write down important information in a resolution journal about when the relapse occurs and what might have triggered it. You just write down the event and you make notes about how you're feeling right before or, you know, anything that may have triggered it. Because I I did that, and I saw a pattern. I did that uh, probably two years ago in certain times of the year, certain times of the week, just period, just like around Thursday, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I'm just weird. And those are one of the reasons why I started to do Wednesday, Thursday shows so that I could just change my habit sometimes be a little bit more, it was cathartic for me to just talk about something that ain't got nothing to do with specifically me, but it gave me an outlet so that I wouldn't brew and get into that pattern of those things again. And then you said, number six, get support from your family or friends. Uh, and a lot of people say that a lot of times, you know, you need to have a buddy system, you need to have an accountability uh, system. But I'm going to tell you, when I was divorcing, that was the time that I realized how disconnected I was from the most important people in my life, uh, which is my family. And it it put me in a position where I could either fully disclose and have all the help that I needed or continue the facade of where I was. And once I decided to stop lying to myself, it became an I, – I could not. After I found myself, it was almost immediate. I reconnected back to the the most important people to myself. And some of the people who were connected to me for the wrong reasons, they started falling off like flies. Oh, my God. It was like I could not put people out of my life because they were falling off because I had myself become authentic in who I was. So they had it was it was something that I didn't have to actively do at at some points in my life. I was so a different person that the people who were with me for that falsetta they fell off. 
I mean, they just, I don't even know where they went. And then some people who were totally interested in what the what the, ch- the change occurred or they were just being nosy, they knew I was going through something, they were able to allow me this change, period. And some people just put me straight on Front Street. I have two friends here um, in Birmingham, and it don't matter what I say, <laughs> You know, no matter what I do, they will tolerate it, but they're going to tell me exactly how it's sitting, whether it's right or wrong. They are not ride or dies where they're going to let you do whatever you want to do, and it can be detrimental to yourself and to your future. They will not let me harm myself, which proves to me, I mean, they have told me some things that cut deep, but it was the, I knew it was the truth. But I had friends before who would let me do what I had to do, you know, because that's you know they're not gonna they're not gonna come at me like that. But other people mm-hmm. uh, enjoy having these entourages of people in their lives, and 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 these people will allow you to run smack into a wall, and and they want you to do it so that they can watch you do it, and that's mm-hmm. not friendship. That's not. That's not what you need around you. Did you lose friends? Did you lose family? Because I, I lost some family and I lost tons of of friends or so-called friends. Uh, yes, I lost. I lost family. I lost family. I lost mm-hmm. friends. It let me know who was really there for me, who wasn't, who was just giving me lip service, mm-hmm. and um, it it it. it, it yeah, I'm glad it happened. I'm. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? I'm so thankful. I can almost kiss those people on the cheek and say thank you because you showed me who you really were. You wasn't. Right. You was only. You was only there for me when it was going good. But when it got down, were you really there in the trenches? Were you there when I was riding the bus all night? I have one buddy in Jersey, New Jersey, who talked to me all night while I rode the bus all night to make sure I was okay. Mm-mm-mm. That's a that's a bruh. He 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 was in there. He was he was there for me. He's in Jersey. I'm in Cleveland. But mm-hmm. I begin to lose certain. And I let me know. Okay, you 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 down. There were some people who were like, oh, okay, well I'm praying for you. I pray everything mm-hmm. worked out for you. I mm-hmm. I completely put them on a, a special list and let mm-hmm. them go. Some people mm-hmm. can only some people only want to be in your life when you're in your down season because mm-hmm. they they are above you. But once you become come on the upswing, they can't tolerate you because they have nothing to control you with. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there were some people in my life who wanted to be there, but they didn't know what to do. And, and my living and my truth almost made them feel required to do something, too. I had a, I had a girlfriend who watched me go through my divorce, knew the story of my domestic violence history, knew the recovery, knew the litigation that I went through with child custody, and she told me, she said, I I can't do it. She said, I, I cannot do it. I cannot tell my family that he's hitting me. I do not want to have to fight with him about our daughter. I, I don't want to go through those things, so I would. I'm just gonna sit here. I applaud you for what you're doing, but I can't do it. And and she wanted to make sure that she knew that what I was doing was a good thing. She she wanted me to know that, 
but she also knew that she was not in a point of change herself. And and that's one thing about I and I consider her a friend only because she acknowledged and respected where I was. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to remove her from her life, but I could not lie to her. When she came to me asking me for help, I gave her the help that I knew worked for me. Not requiring her to do the same, but I could not lie to her and say, you know, he slapped you and he ain't going to never slap you again. Save your family. Be with him and he might really love you. I couldn't say those things. So the truth as I was is what I gave her and she respected that. And I had to respect that everybody that's with you now might not be with you later. And I have no. to be able to say goodbye. You know, all all, all family um, all relatives are not family, and all um, family uh, is not re- related to you because some of the closest people in my life uh, I met being here. I met in recovery from, you know, this life that I had, and I, I speak of it in its past because I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be, like, all the time talking about, oh, you know, I, I survived. And, you know, this is my story. I want to have an ending to it, and I want to have a recovery to it because it's possible. Even if this is it, I don't anticipate that this is the end for me. My resolutions for next year I want to share with you, and hopefully you can share with uh, our listening audience after we come right back. Are you going to be ready to tell us what you want for next year, Mr. L? (laughs) It's already happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's already happening. So we're going to come back and we're going to discuss. We're going to say the three things that we really, really want for 2016. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am the Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight. But nobody's going to change this but us. Okay, so we've talked about 2015 and everything that we're talking about, Mr. L. We're going to leave it that is negative and that is not progressive and that is not influential into the wantings of 2016. We've gone through all of the things that you need to know. You need to be clear about your goals, clear about the reasons why you're doing it, have good self-control and self-regulation surrounding yourself with people who are going to support the truth of of what your goals are and hold you accountable for what you want in the next year. Because, some, you know, we're not dreaming. We're actually making plans. There's a difference between dreaming and, and making plans, and we're making plans. So as my guest, I'd like for you to go mm-hmm. first. With your three, <laughs> with your three resolutions that you would like to see come into fruition, and we're gonna celebrate every time it happens. We're just gonna celebrate when it comes in 2016. One of the resolutions that I have uh, for 2016 is to travel more, like I never did before, to travel mm-hmm. to different states of the country, um, and to see more of this world, and that will be limited. 
at all by that and learn other cultures. The other other one is to actually have a healthy relationship with a beautiful young lady that leads into an engagement that that blossoms into a beautiful marriage. And then the last one is the freedom to actually do what I'm called to do as far as we're touching people with the gifts and the callings that I have in my life. Oh, wow, Mr. L. We have yes. almost the same three. We almost <laughs> have the, I'm so serious because I have as number one to have a safe and secure living space for my children and myself uh, so that we can have somewhere where they're, they're 10 and 11 right now. I want them to have a space that is absolutely this is home. This is where we live. This is where we're growing up. This is where we're going to create memories for ourselves. And then number two is to find the for the love of my life to come into my life, for me to know that this is the love of my life, and for us to have that love be untouched by anything and anyone else, uh, for us to have a you know a successful relationship because you can love people and you can have people in your life and it not you know combine with the rest of your life. It'll be just your love life, just your relationship. Life. I want uh, the love of my life to fill in the gaps for that patriarch in in my life. And then number three, I said I want to be able to incorporate my passion for radio into my professional life. I want, you know, I'm a nurse by trade and I understand what that means. And I do do things that literally touches people uh, physically, but I want to be able to use the heart and soul of myself through this communication source to be able to reach people and connect people to things and resources that are that are best for them, their lives because that is actually what saves mine. And I think that's the reason mm-hmm. why I want to do this myself. That's kind of weird that we we might be related. We might be sister and brothers in the spirit or something. Because I, I promise you, I got this on my, I got these three things on my list, and that was not planned at all. How can the people who are listening get in contact with you so that we can begin this professional touching of of people to Mr. L? <laughs> well, they can contact me on Facebook, and that's Lawrence D. Adams at, you know, on Facebook.com. That's the quickest and the fastest way to reach me because I am limiting at this time my access to get in touch with me. So you can find me on Facebook at Lawrence D. Adams, Facebook.com, and I'm actually um, um, Twitter, uh, Mr. L Radio Show, and on Periscope, I believe it's Mr. L Radio Show, too. But the fastest and quickest way to reach me is on Facebook. Search for Lawrence D. Adams. Yay! And Mr. Adams, I'm going to add to the end of my list, I want Mr. Adams to teach me about that effective communication style that he has because he, in a very short moment, a couple of shows ago, he taught me how effective you can be by the tone, rate, and rhythm of how you say what you have to say. And that's going to be extremely important for my radio broadcast 
Tonight's show has been extremely exciting for me. Next time on Periscope, I'll look a little bit cuter. I hope I look a little bit cuter. And we might have to change the time of the show because she be tired when she get home. But I have enjoyed this show thoroughly. We have gotten all the instruction we need to clear the clear the slate come January the 1st. Um, we can actually start tomorrow if you want to, but uh, traditionally it would be at midnight on December the 31st, the end of one year, the beginning of a new year, and we want to start the new year with things, people, places, and aspirations, ambitions of things that are going to make our life fuller, that are not going to take us through the same tribulation and trials that we have learned from from 2015. 2016 should be a, a year of harvest is what I'm claiming for myself and for those who are surrounding me. I don't feel bad and I don't feel like it is wrong to cut away things right now and in these moments, things that you know have not you know, started to show budding or fruit from what you tried to get from them. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, staying in a place where you're still cultivating and still feeding and, you know, trimming away at things that are going to be good and that are going to bear fruit in 2016. But when you know something is in your life right now that's not doing you well, that's not coming to a place of show, uh, there's nothing wrong with leaving it right here and right now because the more space that you move out and clean out and cultivate out uh, of old, you have space then for the new. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. You don't want to necessarily, you know, cut yourself out to where you're not able to function. But in all of your uh, endeavors, you still want to prune away things that are not bringing, you know, the best of yourself forward. I've already started doing that. I started doing that several years ago, and now it's just more detail. I'm more selective about what I do trim away. I make sure that I make my trimming away, not just a hatchet off. I want to make sure that I'm removing the right things away from myself because sometimes it just is uncomfortable. The work that you have to do for yourself and for your purpose and for your future is hard. And, you know, sometimes you be cutting away stuff that you're going to absolutely need and you're going to pick that. And just like Mr. L said, you will repeat it. If you don't get the lesson from it this year, you will still see that lesson in a different chapter and verse next year. It may have a different face to it. It may be a different platform to it, but it will be the same that you didn't have. Don't lose your ambition because I know that sometimes my, my, my desire to just want more is diminished by the, the work that it takes just to attain where I am, but without work, you know, you have nothing. Um, if you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't put in time for something, the quality of what you get will fall, you know, will show. It'll fall apart. Anything that's easily gotten usually is easily replaced. And I want to have something that's of substance next year. So hopefully we'll be hearing wedding bells from Mr. L. And I'm going to be kissing next year. Uh, we're going to play the same song we played at the beginning because I love the words, and the words of the song um, um, are a little bit different. Um, but when I heard it, I knew some of the backstory for, from the author uh, of the song, and there are two different artists on the, on the song, and I knew where he was writing from. But I do appreciate when people have drive. I love to see people who just seem like they just can't be stopped. It's not 
a hustle. A hustle is when you just try to make up something to get a little bit of uh, ahead. But when you have ambition and drive, you're actually moving from one point. You're not just trying to get from point A to point B. You're trying to continue to move forward, not just for the time being, but you're looking forward and, and ahead. That's what I want. Ambition by Drake and Future, and we will see you next time on The Empire. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. Ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your vein. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope. Was on my grind cause times was harder than to sell a float. My mama told me never steal and never sell them folks. I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke. Oh, I was raised by the stop sign. No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9. By the minute, I was getting paid like a hotline. Certain raw, things calling. We was that kind. Well connected, well respected, and well protected. And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it. And get my message, was the signal when I was texting. The niggas I was calling was raw, and I learned my lesson. Now I move with aggression. Use my mind as a weapon. Chances are never given, they took them like interception. Back. Me and Ballard and MMG gon' bring that one of them back. Easy to dream a dream, though it's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though it's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition.
to my opposition. You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol. I got nothing against them. They got fucking potential. But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue. Subscribe niggas reside where all the lines and killers be. And I ain't spending a minute up in the streets. But I'm limitless mentally. I'm lyrically ZMC. LeBron shit. I was in the six after 23. And family gets everything. And money is left important. Long as your mama like ya. Don't ever love a woman. I got a lot of bitches. They got a lot of feelings. But I got that green on my eyes. And that ain't no dirty symptoms. I retire you niggas. Fuck you in your position. They play so them slippery niggas can't even kick it. Y'all rambling, talking shit to these bitches. You know you real, you don't say it. You know you real, we gon' feel it. Ralph. Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision. They gon' love me for my ambition. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.